Hey, y'all, I'm Casey Bell from the Shake Up Learning Show, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 90 of Podcast PD, you get professional development, you love professional development, but then what do you do after you get that professional development? We're going to find out. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What is going on, Podcast PD listeners, Podcast PD fans? Chris Nessie here co-host of Podcast PD, and I'm joined as always by my Podcast PD compadres, Stacey Lindis and AJ oh. Bianco. Wow. <laughs> oh, he got just AJ? Sorry, all week he's been introducing me as Alfred Jennings or uh, ridiculous. He got to be Austin Jackson earlier in the I week. I was Austin Jackson. <laughs> Last night I was Austin Jackson. You based Austin all Jackson. the good names on ISD. Right, it's true. He lost his creativity. Slack. It is what it is. All right, how you guys doing? What's up? AJ, you go first. I always go first. Okay. Well, living the dream. You know, what, what can we say? You know, it's uh it's another another day that we're recording and things are going on here in Jersey. Just trying to just trying to make it through. I hate to say it like that, but we are uh, kind of limping into the into the new year. You know. Nothing bad. Just, hello to Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I say hello to Bethany. Again, you know, because we're live, I'm sorry to cut you off, AJ, but you know we're live on uh, on Twitch and Periscope and and YouTube. So say hello in the chat. Uh, Rochelle Denae Poth hanging out tonight with us. Got to see her a little bit earlier in the week, doing some great stuff with AR and VR. Uh, our boss is here, Stephanie Scrocky in the house. Hello, Stephanie. Stephanie, one of our executive producers. So that's a lot of fun. Glad the gang is all here. Sorry, AJ. Go ahead. No, really, I got nothing going on. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. All right, Stacy, how it, you doing? It's so hard to, to like. It's so hard to say like what's going on. Sports are lame. Um, the weather is cold, and the holidays are coming. My kids are all. Well, my students are all remote. So, like, you know, living the dream here in at the end of 2020. So, woohoo! Stacy, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um been a crazy crazy week i was sharing with chris before we went live um that each week these last few weeks has been like a new shift for me um and my co-teacher as we navigate just the newness of being home and you know being home and quarantining being home and isolating and then this week is the first week that just passed this is the first week where all of our students have also been home with us so when we were quarantining our hybrid kids who were in person um, were in school with a sub. So that was, that was a different kind of experience. I feel like I just need to be like set in like one place for a few more days before we go back to school, but we're supposed to go back on Thursday. So I don't know. Then it will be like back to normal. Yay. Um, I like normal. So did you say Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Stop Not it. happening. <laughs> No, look at 
Look at the glee on my face. I want to go back. I love seeing my kids. I get so much energy being in person. My teaching is different from home than it is in school. I know this because even without children in front of me on Tuesday, um, my co-teacher and I went in just to grab a few things for like the week that we were going to be away um, since we're changing all these new units and stuff. And my energy levels are up higher when I am like at school and changed a couple that caused me to change a couple of things at home in my virtual space. I created a standing desk in my family room using oddball furniture where I just stacked it all on top of each other. We have a love sack and the way we have it arranged right now. I always wanted one of those. It's, it's (laughs) like, it's so cool. So anyway, the way we have the furniture rate, the way we have the furniture arranged right now, we have um, two extra arms. And so I stacked one on top of, the two sides together. I don't know. And then I took, and then I took the coffee table that also fits on the cushions. And, um, I use that as to elevate it just a little bit more like my standing desk at school. So how many things you actually, do you need to actually elevate? Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, baby. (laughs) You're horrible, Chris. I hope that comes out later. Um, yeah, no, anyway, Whatever. But it was nice to have a standing desk um, and just have that energy. Um, I don't know. I feel like if, I feel like it, it brought my teaching back up to where it kind of is at school. But it's never going to be the same. Where, like, you know, I feel like I have a micro audience at home with my boys being in two other rooms while we're learning together. And so, like, I have to be quieter anyway. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I hear you, Mike Barilla. Chris is vir- uh he made up for it. Whatever. Yeah, no, I'm all kinds of distracted. <laughs> Moving on. I'm a big dork. Anyway, wow. I can't wait to get back to school because I am a big dork and I like my kids this year. They're very adorable. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm doing good. You know, I did. I'm um, just coming off a. Uh, Nobody asked. A big. How are you, Chris? All right. Nobody asked. It's cool. All right. So let, let's get to you, people. Chris? We are doing good. Just doing good. Off a, a week long binge of ISTE. So. Yes. Yeah. Do you want yeah, to talk about that for like a hot second or at the end? Hot second, uh, go to chrisnessy.com slash YouTube and you can watch the live streams I did every night from 10 to 11. AJ was a part of them. Uh, we've got some people who check those live streams out in the chat, got to have some great conversations. And uh, I also released those conversations as bonus episodes of the House of Ed Tech. Uh, I was really excited that one, AJ got to be a part of it. I uh, got to speak to Rochelle Danae Poth, uh, Jamie Donnelly, uh, Jesse Lubinsky came on one night. Uh, the first night we had, I had two of the three opening virtual keynote speakers who cool. showed up and that was really cool. Uh, the third one didn't show up, but she was a previous guest of the house of ed tech. So in a sense, I've had the whole trifecta. I got the you. whole thing. That's what you get with my podcast. With the house of ed tech. Yep. That's right. Um, but speaking of podcasts, this is a show about podcast PD podcasting for professional development. And we've got two guests this evening that have started their own podcast, which makes my little heart go, yes. So why don't we bring on these two fine Jersey gentlemen, the Paul O'Neill and the Corey Radish. Evening, guys. And Stacy, how are you? All right. How gentlemen, are you, what's going on? Uh, I got to tell you, first and foremost, congratulations. Episode number 90, just 10 away from the century mark. So that's awesome stuff. And, and I've had the, 
the pleasure of meeting each of you in person. And, and sometimes all three or five of us were in this, or four or five of us were in the same room. And uh, it's nice to see you're as much fun in person as you are on the podcast. Remind me how much you miss you. I know it's kind of weird that we did not have Ed Camp New Jersey last weekend to kind or two weekends ago to kind of get the Jersey love yeah. all in one place. And there's nothing better than planning an Ed Camp with Chris Nessie. True story. <laughs> love it. it. It's, it's could, a lot of you fun. You walk. You walk into a planning thing after a day, and and Chris will. You know, if he could have done drops there. He had to do them live. That's that was the only thing, and just just kept us laughing. So that was a uh, that was good memory uh, at Camp Jersey Shore doing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love Chris Nessie. <laughs> I feel like that's one you play often. <laughs> I've only got one. Yeah, it's on a loop. It's on a loop, though, AJ. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, so guys, you're here. You've got a brand new podcast. So first. Tell us what the podcast name is, what it's all about, and how you got to this great point in your careers. This is now you're at the top. You're podcasters now. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Corey, you know, we, we, Corey and I talk a lot, you know, uh, five days a week, the work week, sometimes six and seven. Um, you know, it, it's really become awesome to, to, I, I witnessed this journey a little bit from afar, and, and, and now it's become from more up close. We use Voxer as our medium to communicate and, uh, Corey and I talked about getting together to, to form a podcast at the suggestion of somebody in one of our coffee EDU groups. And we said it would be like an inside look at our Voxer communications. And, you know, sometimes to be a fly in the wall, those conversations, I'm sure you guys can relate. Um, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's uh, so the, you asked about the name, which was um, I got to give you know credit to my partner there. Um, I was trying to come up with something with debunking and diffusing the status quo. And I, I was struggling. And so I came up with not status quo, but like active quo, like we're going to be continue to be active in. And so I, I dropped that to Paul and he, he basically said, I don't know if I can do a podcast with that name. That is just awful. And no, he didn't say that. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, he actually messaged me back in Voxer and he said, what are your thoughts on status grow? And I was like, boom, that is it. That is exactly, if you hear our Voxes and, and those of you who have been to any of my sessions and the conversations that we've had, it it's, it's in something that, you know, it's still a struggle to push people you know, out of that comfort zone. So we want to be able to um, utilize our conversations, do some things where we have guests and, and really, you know, push the envelope a little bit um, and, and even get some pushback even in, in our discussion. I love it. I love and having, the name. Yeah. I love the name and I can see how it would be a very natural evolving, um, like an evolution to get to where you are now. You guys are such great presenters. I love having gone to both of you, like both of your sessions at various ed camps. I know Paul brings a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of, um, a lot of like, you can do this, right? Like it's not today, it's tomorrow. You're going to do this tomorrow. You're going to flip this. You're going to think about this tomorrow. You're going to flip it into Monday's teaching. And I know Corey, like you're, you're also like a really good cheerleader, but you have a different kind of energy. And I, I can't wait to like, I am going to subscribe to another podcast. The shocker. That's what I do every Sunday night is I subscribe to a new podcast. Um, I'll subscribe. And I can't wait to hear like the difference in the balance that you guys are likely to lend just because I know how both of you present. 
and I've had, you know, one-on-one conversations with each of you. So I would love to be a fly on the wall in like your Voxer group as you're describing it. That sounds great. Yeah. And Corey and I talked about the fact that, you know, th- th- there's a lot of sometimes forced alignment out there. There's a lot of bobblehead behavior, you know, and, and that's not what we're going to be about. You know, we, we definitely are, our Voxes sometimes are in alignment with each other and we agree. And other times that there's pushback, you know, but the bottom, li- the bottom line, at the end of the day, we want to keep you thinking, you know, we want to keep your, your, your thoughts evolved. And, you know, when the three of you invited us on tonight and we saw it was about professional development, I was like, what a great avenue for us to explore, you know, because professional development is about growth mindset. You know, it's about getting a little better each day. It's about opening your mind to the possibilities. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Love it. Yeah. It was kind of cool seeing it in the, in the car today. <laughs> you just happened to, you know, put it on, but, um, you know, I appreciate the, uh, the, the kind words and, you know, you guys have really been, uh, you know, uh, somebody, three of you to follow and, and follow your lead when it comes to, to podcasts. And, you know, Chris, I remember you doing, uh, one of your original podcasts, I think at one of the first ECETs, uh, way back when, and, um, oh, the alphabet conference. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud. Yeah, I was struggling too. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. Um, he said but it too. Was, it, it was actually N-J-P-A-E-C-E-T too. Yeah. Um, I think that was the one where um, uh, Principal Mills was there along with Broody Caffelli. Yes, um, Broody Caffelli was there, yep. But, you know, you know, listening uh, to you guys and, um, you know, seeing the evolution and knowing the passion that you put behind um, your work, you know, not just with kids, but with this podcast that helps out so many people, you know, we thought, um, you know, do we want to dip our toes in that water? And, you know, we vox back and forth and, you know, we did get that push from, uh, a lot of our coffee EDU JS people that are, I see in the chat. So thanks to them for, you know, for showing up, um, you know, and, and we do want to push people forward even, even today, you know, Paul pushed the group. Uh, we had a conversation about um, just giving some people hope. Uh, and so our, our homework for our next Sunday morning chat um, is is to come back with a report that you, you took somebody and you and you gave them hope, especially with, you know, like AJ, you said, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to get through, man. Right. I'm just trying to get through. So how do we reach out and and, and instill some hope with some people and, and realize that we're still very blessed? Right. To be overwhelmed and exhausted and tired because other people are losing their jobs and homes and businesses. So and no, I, know, I know homework on a Sunday sounds terrible, but it's that meaningful kind of homework. You know, I didn't hit him with a worksheet or you know, <laughs> something meaningless. It was something where, uh, you know, we hope to inspire others and, and be inspired by the stories that we hear. And that's my point, right? Like anytime I feel like I have a conversation with either of you, it's, it's, it's got you thinking and growing and, you know, looking for the turnaround, right? Like how, how do you take that learning that you had on the weekend and turn it into something that your kids can also grow from? Um, I really look forward to checking out the show. Well, we look forward to getting started. We're, we're looking at uh, January as being the, uh, the launch, you know, no, no specific date yet, but Corey and I are going to talk about, you know, how we got here and the the meaning behind status grow and you know what we hope to accomplish. So we're uh, we're excited to join the uh, the market. Would you guys be up for me playing a little bit of a uh, a sample of what you guys have out there? Give the audience a, a taste. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. This is in the Corey Reedish lab, by the way. Corey Reedish headquarters. 
you know, wear out a magic baby. All right. Uh, I, I will, I will play. You guys have out here the, uh, the mini launch. So here we go. Let, let's get a taste of, of Corey and Paul. This is the Status Grow Podcast. This is just a little sneak peek as our full episode launch will come in January of 2021. For now, enjoy this little tidbit of our podcast and what's to come. Yeah, so Paul, you know that... um, that uh, I'm moving. So I was out in the garage today. I was packing up some things and I, and I ran across a book that I got uh, when I attended a solution tree conference back in 05. Uh, and the keynote presenter was Dr. Crystal Kirkendall. And uh, I know you know this about me, but you know, those of you who've ever been around me know, I love the term merchant of hope when describing educators. And um, this woman was the one who shared that at that keynote. And uh, it's been something that uh, I've used ever since. So I'm looking through the book today and I'm, you know, thumbing through the pages and I, and I see this quote from her. And let me just read it real quick. We cannot possibly bring out the best in our children unless we're willing to give the best of ourselves. And I was really just, you know, especially everything we're going through. Um, I was really uh, moved by that quote, you know. What, what do you think about what do you, what do you feel when you hear that quote? Uh, Corey, that's powerful stuff. I was just in a Twitter chat this morning and we were talking about shifting our mindset during the pandemic about grading policies and attendance policies. And the comment came up about a district j- just it's always the way they've done things. And if we're going to try to be the best that we are, then we've got to move away from that status quo thinking and move more into a a growth mindset. Yeah. And listen, you just kind of described everything that uh, has brought us to this point in this podcast is, you know, we got to move away from that status quo and into status grow. Uh, And I can tell you, everybody out there, we're excited to bring some more episodes to talk about how we can continually grow. But until then, make sure you look out for our launch dates and follow our hashtags and PLN365 and Coffee E-D-U-J-S. Until the new year, when we come at you with our first ever full podcast episode, we want to wish you nothing but the best this holiday season as we end this long 2020 and enter into 2021 that's fantastic guys guys that was awesome so so first of all i just want to say i'm kind of excited to to, i didn't listen to the the trailer before and i really like the mini launch because i think right there for the people who don't know you and we've met you and we spoke to you and you know we've been in conversations been in your pd sessions been part of twitter chats you know i i appreciate the point of view you guys bring to the table because i don't think you're gonna you're gonna hold back i think you have a lot to say you have a lot to share and I really think that both of you together, your, your opinions are, I don't, I don't know if you're going to butt heads, but I think your opinions are going to be very strong. And I think a lot of people are going to get a little bit of a wake up call about what they're doing in education. Yeah. And I, th- you know, I appreciate that AJ and, you know, watching your, your journey has been awesome. And uh, I know you've been attempting and have reached the heights that you, you want to do. So congrats on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it comes down to, um, you know, doing some things with dignity, uh, but also staying true, right? You know, we one of our recent uh, Coffee to You conversations was about the number of social media posts of being exhausted and 
um, you know, we didn't sign up for this. And somebody had said, um, you know, we got thrown in front of the COVID bus. And I, I trust me, and I want to tell all the listeners, I understand it. I, I'm compassionate. I, I know what you're going through. Um, but, you know, thrown in front of the COVID bus, yeah, if it was 50 miles away going five miles an hour, you were thrown in front of it. Um, you know, so we want to be able to have that that civil discourse, which we saw many of our national political leaders couldn't do. Um, because if we don't, what, what's the sense, right? Uh, our buddy Ken Williams uh, from Unfold the Soul talks about if there's five people in a room and they all agree, that makes four of us irrelevant. <laughs> Right. So we we want to be able to have and listen, Paul, had, we have a such a friendship, you know, relationship that, you know, if I say something that, you know, he completely disagrees with, he just says, core, I, I wouldn't go that route. I don't I don't wouldn't advise it. I don't think we should do that. And and vice versa. And that's kind of what we're looking for. No, spoiler alert. We are going to butt heads. There's no doubt we, we do that a couple of times a week, you know, but as Corey said, it'll be done. You know, with the most respect and there'll definitely be a lot of I wonders and, and I've noticed, you know, type of statements coming out to push and, and, and challenge each other thinking, you know, the, the bottom line is this. I, I'm not Corey, you know, and I haven't had Corey's experience. You know, so Corey may view things differently than I do. And it doesn't make him right, me wrong or vice versa. You know, it's just different ways to look at things. And I think that's what we'll bring to the table is, is we're not going to pull punches and we definitely won't be um, agreeing on any agenda. You know, it's just about helping educators just get a little better each day. It's fantastic. I mean, we could ask our chat here live who's watching, you know, are you, are you hashtag team Corey or hashtag team Paul? <laughs> and we could, don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, <laughs> don't do it. He, he's got, he's got a comma in his followers. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> yeah. you talked about yeah. that, man. I told you it's, well, not- it's five digits. I have a comma, but he, his is five digits. So, Listen, um, I'm only, five. I'm only in the fours. Yeah. No, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, and I think Stacy hit the nail on the head a little bit that, you know, if you know us, you know, we both have energy. It's a different, it's a different energy. It's a different, um, style even, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are times that Paul has to talk me, talk me down because I, you know, I get a little riled up and, and then there's some times that I have to try to, you know, rile Paul up. <laughs> You know, and say, hey, listen, you know, what do you think of this? And 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 recently we just had some really good conversation, you know, around, um, you know, technology and, you know, the idea that we're still trying to catch up to technology in 2020 in education. We're not out in front, right? Other professions are out in front and we're still trying to catch up. And, you know, that's a that's a systems issue that we have to we have to address. Uh, well, that kind of goes back to what you said before about how. You know, are, are we doing things the same way we've always done them? Uh, you know, and, and AJ and I talked about this this week that, you know, everything that's going on right now didn't cause the problems in education. It just shined a really big light and put a magnifying glass in front of the dents in the armor that already existed everywhere. Accessibility, uh, the digital divide, you know, districts wanting to be one-to-one but didn't have devices well now everybody needs 10,000 chromebooks yesterday mm-hmm. you know and, and that that's what it was like all through the summer so yeah it's it's interesting times that we're trying to do this all in and you know with your two voices out there amplified now through the podcast we've increased the odds that change can happen and 
the spreading of ideas and good conversation can impact teachers and ultimately impact a lot of students. That's what I'm excited for. I'm excited for the fact that like people who don't get to see you at our Jersey Shore or Jersey conferences or wherever else you're going, like this can become so much broader and your voices will be available to so many more people just through the airwaves and through your reach will grow and teachers will grow for the benefit of having listened to you. And and that's so good. That's so good for educators. It's so good for you guys, because I think through conversation, we also do a lot of our own reflection and growth. And I, I don't know, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for the education world right now. And I did put in the, the chat. So if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube or wherever, um, I put the link to their listing on Spotify. It will also be in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 90. Uh, so are you guys at, are, are we in Apple Podcasts yet? Or are we, or are we so far just in Spotify or is other places coming soon? Yeah, I believe it's other places coming soon. Um, so, you know, we wanted to get something out before the new year. We're, we're doing our due diligence and research on, on equipment. You know, we're looking at you guys and uh, we're, we're not at that, at that level yet. Um, we're looking at some starter kits, you know, keep the training wheels on for a little bit. My starter kit costs 60 bucks. Just saying. Okay. That's it. And you sound great. So, and I haven't changed anything since, since then. So. Yeah. I I have a, I have a feeling, man, Chris is just staring at you right now. His, I I see his his Uh, watering. So I have a feeling he's working on a DM right now. That's going (laughs) to, going to be sent to you guys about, about some uh, information. I just, I, I can see it in his eyes. We we, we can geek out anytime anybody Uh wants. Just let me know. I'm happy to help everybody out who wants to do this. Yeah, now so. who's a big dork? No, it's still you. It's hey, Chris. It's Whatever. okay, <laughs> Mr. Podcast over here. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting too. I mean, you, you could certainly go top of the line, or you could go a little more budget friendly. I'm sure with all the equipment. But what I'm most impressed by is is we've got three laboratories on display. You know, we got Stacy with the books behind her, and and all that contained knowledge, and, and Nessie and Bianco, and in the mix, you know, just. Uh, you know, in the bunker, in the PD bunker, you know what I mean? Like I'm excited. I got to work on my bunker game. I'm in my wife's setting right now. You know, she's got her background up here and uh, this is what I've got, but uh, we'll, we'll make the changes before uh, January for sure. Yeah. I need a more there professional setup too. <laughs> or a light bulb. <laughs> you were, you promised me that. I like my ambiance. It's, okay. I don't have to worry about makeup. Ambiance. You're like podcast steampunk. Just <laughs> in the dark ages with a microphone. There are three lights in this room. That's all I have to say. What are they, 15-watt bulbs? Maybe. I like dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have like guests lined up? Is it going to be the two of you through conversation? What, what do you guys envision for you, for the format of your podcast? Yeah, I think um, uh, we're definitely going to have guests. We, we started to line uh, a few up. Uh, you know, we got really, um, you know, back to like the evolution of, of how we got here and uh, – you know, when, when COVID hit and uh, Paul had taken over Coffee EDU Jersey Shore, uh, which was at Barnes & Noble at the Mammoth Mall in Eatontown. And, um, you know, we had like two, three sessions before really COVID hit. He took over for Kerry Hennessy uh, Wilson. And, um, you know, we decided like as we started to get into the virtual world at work, you know, why not let's 
let's keep it going and let's see what we can do. And so we started to do these Sunday morning Zooms. And I just started to reach out to some people that I've connected with. Um, I mean, we had Lavana Roth, we had Rosa Isaiah, um, we had Ken Williams, we had uh, Basil Marin, um, you know, and everybody was so gracious to just, you know, come and have this Sunday morning chat. And um, so, you know, we'll probably repeat some of the, some of those guests uh, and then look for new guests. But one of the things that we really want to do, and, and Paul can expand on it, is, you know, we want to kind of highlight some of those people that are that are showing their growth and demonstrating their growth. And that, that may not just be in education. That may be, you know, personal growth. It may be, um, you know, somebody in the business, in the business world or the medical field um, and be able to get that out there that, you know, the challenges that we face. Paul, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Stacey talked about. See how music. seamless I pass that off? We're like pros already. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lateral. Absolutely. Um, so Stacey talked about making it transferable, making it something that you could bring back to the classroom on Monday or bring back to the classroom immediately the next day. And, and that's something that's important to us. You know, we're, we're kings and queens of the acronyms and kings and queens of the buzzwords in our field. You know, so so often, especially in professional development, it's full of that. You know, you're just getting a whole bunch of that, but you're not getting back enough how does that look? How does that sound? How can that be employed? You know, or, or even having an opportunity for interaction where somebody says, hey, Corey, you know, I know your background is similar to mine. How did you overcome this obstacle? And that's what we hope that we'll be able to provide for people through whether it's Corey and I kicking it back and forth or guests, you know, that are, are part of our show. But we're, we're so proud because the, the evolution of the in-person that, that turned into the virtual has brought guests from different states you know, that wouldn't be able to normally join us, you know, if we were still in person. So it's definitely something that we're going to continue on when we can get together again, where we'll still do probably one a month, you know, where we get together, you know, just to have that personal connection, but we'll still keep that open so that we can have the, the Christie's from Texas and the Dennis's from Wisconsin and Rochelle's from Pittsburgh, Bethany's from Arkansas. You know, we really feel like we've made some great connections and brought these people into New Jersey. And, and, and as we know, all New Jersey people were doing great things here in New Jersey. That's right. And I love that you brought up the King's acronym, which is of course, knowledge is needed. Go start. <laughs> I just made that up. Just throwing it out there. Maybe it'll stick. Remember, when you now see people writing blog posts and podcasting about kings, it started here. I thought that was the real thing. <laughs> nope, I just made it up. I like it. You're so yeah. smart. No, that was great. I, th- I thought it was real, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's Chris just throwing out a cool, a cool phrase. It'll be retweeted a thousand times today. I'm writing it down, nice. by the way. Yeah, knowledge is needed. Go start. <laughs> Hashtag kings. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, I mean, the, the topic for tonight, it certainly stems around professional development. Uh, and we'd love you guys to, to stick around. And, you know, if anybody else wants to uh, also hop in, go to podcastpd.com slash join. And the, the question we want to hit on for the rest of our time in this episode is, so you've gone to professional development, you've attended a workshop, you've led a workshop, you've gone to a conference or you've sat in district professional development. And okay, that's over. Now what? What do we do with our professional development once we get it? How do we actually take action on it? How have you taken action on the professional development 
that you have provided or that you've received. So what does that look like? What is the practical application of PD? Let us know in the chat. Let us know here. You guys, again, everybody's welcome. The, The phone lines are open and somebody's at the door. Let's go. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm actually at my mother-in-law's because um, it was just too hectic at my house, and they, and they're not here right now. But my other daughter is here because she has school in the morning. I have an early 8 a.m., so I wanted to come here and be fine. But she's bringing the dogs over, so that's what happened. So I apologize, everybody listening. No worries. I thought you were in a different time zone, and it was acceptable to be <laughs> ringing the doorbell. But in New Jersey, it's 9 o'clock, and I'm like, anyone ring my doorbell right now, I think there'd be a problem. Oh, my goodness. I was on such a different wavelength. I thought that was a Nessie button, and that was like the, the, the line broke. <laughs> I did for a second, too. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I didn't realize that was uh, live and direct from uh, <laughs> from the Raiders family headquarters. That's a, that, that's a whole different jingle. Hop aboard now. The phone lines are open. Go to podcastpd.com slash join. My goodness. Oh, D100 flashbacks. <laughs> yes. Well, the, uh, the, the one I had for Corey being at his mother-in-law's house was... You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So seriously, what do we do with PD after we get professional development? What does it look like for... For you, anybody can jump in. Duck, duck, goose, go. I'm going to go back to I really like being able to put it into application immediately. So I know, um, especially district PD, I feel like if if it's coming from the district, I hope that they've done enough work to know that it's there's a perceived need or a felt need for the PD that they're offering. Um, and that it's something that teachers can put into practice the next day. So I attended PD from a teacher this week, and he talked about the moat extension um, in Google and just, you know, making making life a little bit easier for yourself by giving comments to your kids, but using your voice. And he also talked about how his kids are really latching onto it. And I thought that that was really helpful because it, it you know, it shows the value for the teacher, which is always where I think we start, right? Like, how is this going to be easier for me? But I think when we shift the value to students, then you really see the power in, in professional development. And so when he did that, I was like, okay, this is something that I want to try. And it's something that I want to try soon um, in, in my next unit or in the unit that we're currently in. So that was Thursday. I'm putting it into practice for tomorrow. So I'm excited. Now, for those who don't know, what is Moat? Oh, so Moat gives you the ability to leave... Um, voice feedback to your students in their Google Docs. Mm -hmm. And it follows them through the Google ecosystem. So it's not just Docs. It could be in slides or whatever. Anywhere where you can create a comment bubble and type something in, you can leave a voice comment. Um, And it's really nice. I mean, it's it's freemium. So there's a free version. And then there are layers and levels um, that you can pay for. But I think for my needs... I'm good with the with the free version. I've actually had it downloaded for a while and just never used it. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'll download that and get back to it. And now someone reminded me to get back to it, which is also really helpful. And, and talk about personalizing that connection too, you know, especially with us being apart. So neat to be able to hear somebody's voice and to hear the authenticity in that mm-hmm. feedback. So I actually had an experience with it. One of our teachers sent me a message on a shared doc. And I was like, whoa, hear your voice. That's so cool. And you yeah. can do it back. So that's really yeah. nice too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And quick shout out to Marlena. I just saw you in the chat, Marlena. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, Marlena. Yeah. So Stacy, so Kai, Kaizena does that as well. 
Um, and what I like about Kaizena is that you can create a bank mm-hmm. of feedback responses, written or verbal, that you can then just press a button because you're, you know, you're seeing the same errors, let's say, over yeah. the, the need for feedback. So, you know, for, you know, for me, PD, um, you know, while it was, uh, you know, a second income to go to other schools and, and provide PD, I always left you know, hoping people would, you know, reach out. I always said at the end, you know, please reach out if you, if you tried any of the strategies and a few people would, and, you know, I I would reach back out to the principal and say, Hey, how are things going? And, you know, I would get, you know, the stock answer. And, you know, I think the challenge that we have is, um, you know, how do we, how do we make it job embedded? You know, it's okay to go out to a PD, but then how do you come back and make it job embedded where we're, we're actually watching, you know, so I would love to see what you're doing and maybe have a few people watch and then let's just debrief about it. Like, how did you feel it went? You know, what was the barriers that, that took, you know, that were in place for you? What, what successes do you feel were there? What did the kids think about it? Um, you know, and to continue the conversation. Cause I feel like a lot of times we go even to those ones where you, you know, you walk out of it and you're like, Oh man, you know, but then some of that, that excitement wanes and, um, you know, you go back to, you know, doing the things that you've always done, which is, you know, what we're trying to avoid. See, it's the problem with those sessions where we, we come all excited. Like we get there, we get all riled up, we get back to school and then somebody says, oh, nah, I don't think it's going to work for me. You know, yeah, I don't see how that's going to fit. I don't have time to do that. We don't have that access to that technology, so on and so forth. And it kind of just kills that momentum that we just all put together. And that's why Chris and I were talking, you know, last night as, as he was doing his uh, House of EdTech ISTE review. You know, when we look at PD, I think a lot of PD that that we've been used to. And Stacey, you mentioned the, the, the moat there. And I, I was nervous you were going to start saying it's just a how to use moat. You know, I think we've had so many PD sessions that are just here's the how to, but there's no why to or when to. You know, so I, I think when you talk about a session that's powerful like that, it's more of, as Chris, you said, value, right? That's the word that you use yesterday. How do we get mm-hmm. value from this and how are we going to help our students? Right. It's all about kid value. Like, again, like the the natural thing is to have um, like like value to self, right? Like, how is this going to help me? But I, I almost never buy into anything unless I know that my kids are going to get value out of it. Yeah, I'll look for time savers and like little tips and tricks. But when the things that get sticky are the ones where I know my kids will benefit so much more than just me saving time doing something. And that's when like I I will I, I choose to bring those things into the classroom. Right. You know, as a former tech coach, I knew about Mo a long time ago. I knew about Kaizena. But again, these are things that you kind of forget about or whatever. Um, sometimes you need that spotlight brought back onto some of the things that you once knew about. And you, I think you just start questioning yourself, like, well, why did I let that go? That was a great thing. And like, sometimes it is okay to cycle back and do some of the old stuff, but with purpose, right? Like it's a yes. And instead of a, yeah, but, which is what you were talking about earlier, AJ, Mm -hmm. like you bring everything Mm -hmm. back and people start like naysaying Mm -hmm. and kind of picking apart your excitement. And we've experienced that we've gone to so much PD together. And then we've all debriefed, like, well, what did it look like when you talked about it? And it's just like, there's like a lot of want, want, and the energy comes down, right? So you leave, you leave a Paul O'Neill session and you're like, 
you're riding high and you're like, this is going to be great. I can't wait to talk to so-and-so about this. And then it like, they put a little like popping your balloon and you're like, and then it's over. And then, but I, I know like for me, I'm just trying to like stay positive. I know AJ, you and I've talked about that a lot. Like just being positive and bringing the positivity. Mm -hmm. And I know my one, there's one administrator in my building who um, I notice it every time. And I, I need the reminder every time I'm in her office, but she has a whiteboard right behind her desk. And the first thing you see on it is the quote, yes, and right. Because that is her mentality. And I love that energy because like I walk away and I think about that after being with her. And like, I think to myself, well, what can I say? Yes. And to, to one of my kids about, right. Like who can I, you know, make a transformative move with so that they are feeling that they can accomplish the world and, and tackle anything. Yeah. Uh, Stacey, I think that I'll show you, I'm, I'm just a zoom call away. If you want to keep the air in that balloon, you know, just hit me up and we'll, uh, thank we'll, you we'll together. No, Paul, that's, you. that's one thing, Paul, that I, I appreciate about your sessions. I've been in several, several of your, se- your sessions. And I think one of the things about your session is not just the information you share, but you always have bullet points as to how you can do this the next day. You know, Chris, put Christie's message back up there real quick. All right, we'll talk about this in one second. I don't want that to go away. I want to talk about that. But Paul, I love that you 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 bring it to here's three things you can do when you leave this session that, that you can bring to your school, you can do in your school. I think that's what makes things powerful. Thank you, brother. I think also too, the other misconception is time. You know, we, we always don't have a lot of time to implement everything. So not everything can be implemented. And that's OK, because the, the issues that are going on or things that are not happening, they didn't take place, you know, immediately. They took place over time. So it takes time to, to address these things and fix these things. So I think that's what we have to look at come, coming away from PD. Well, I, I also think that you have to build a culture. And, and this is a big challenge for leaders to be it's OK to fail. Right. So if I'm going to go to PD, that means I'm going to find something new. I'm not going to PD on something old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do and we talked about this this morning, Paul, like it's about confidence. Do you have the confidence in yourself to carry something out that is different and new and may feel uncomfortable and icky and all those kind of things and be prepared to fail? Right. Same thing that we want from our kids is to understand mistakes. Um, But it's, you know, and this is. You know, we'll probably get into this on our show where, you know, there's definite barriers to that. Right. There's, you know, people think that if you have a poor lesson or something goes wrong, that it's automatically attached, you know, to your employment. And, you know, it's not necessarily the case. And I think, you know, when when we can, you know, collect data on practice, not people. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And be able to analyze practice. You know, I think then it goes a long way. But when we just make it about the person, that's when, you know, we run into that resistance and, it, and it's and, it, and it's hard. And listen, you know, I have a I haven't always been successful at it. You know, there were times where, you know, why can't you do it like this? You know, this doesn't seem too difficult. You should be able to do that. You know, and I would say it nicely, <laughs> um, you know, but I would be upset if it if it wasn't carried out that way. So, you know, being able to generate the the understanding that hey listen stacy i want you to go in with this moat and guess what i I want you to bomb if you if you (laughs) if you have to you know just to get it off the ground i want you to fall flat on your face and you can you know what we'll i'll be there to pick you up and you know we'll we'll dust it off and we'll say okay what went well how do we fix this you know do we ever do this again you know um 
And that doesn't happen a lot of times. It's usually, like you said, AJ, we go in, it's a shot, you know, okay, it kind of worked, it didn't work, and all right, I'm going back to my, you know, what I've done for the last 15 years. And that's why I think it's so important for, for school leaders, district leaders, for any leader, be part of the PD. You know, don't just send a teacher to PD and say, so what'd you learn? You know, be part of that PD so that when you are back in school, you can talk about what was there, what was learned, and how it can be implemented. You know, I, I think that is really a huge, huge problem in schools that teachers ask to go to the PD. We let them go to the PD. They come back. What'd you learn? Ah, you know, there was this tool. There was that. And then we go, oh, okay, great. So uh, go use it. Or when are you going to share about that? Right. right. Like we have when morning you, shares. When are you going to have a morning share on that? When, when are you going to talk about that? For everybody? And then they never show up. Right. <laughs> like that happens too. Like then or, they, or they're sending the wrong there. message. They're yeah. sending the wrong message. Maybe they didn't understand the tool. Maybe they're not comfortable with the tool, but True. they learned about it. Right. So what are they they have like a very um, surface level understanding of things. Right. right. It gets tricky. Yeah. And I think yeah. the other thing, too, when you talk about culture, um, Corey, is that we also I, I think we need to remind teachers, not only is it OK to fail, but we would never let our kids fail and not pick themselves up and not help them along the way. Right. Like that. Like what we do for kids, we need to also do for ourselves. Right. Like accept failure, accept our mistakes learn from them, right? That's that status quo that you guys were talking about earlier. Like we can't be stuck in the, I have to be a perfectionist. I'm a type A person where everything has to be like here or like, if you're here, then you're not good enough, right? Like it's, it's a matter of like, no one starts here in everything, right? Like it's a matter of like getting there and building building the skills and building the knowledge and building the perseverance sometimes to just kind of stick with it, keep growing, and then be able to share with others in a way that's also meaningful. Because I think when PD stops with you, then, then, then what the heck, you know, like why, why bother? Yeah. Why a great point. And I think the challenge that we have is that, and, and I've come to the point where I use educators or adults. I don't, I don't, I try not to say teachers or because we're all in this together. So you know, the, the challenge is we do have adults and, you know, this is uh, a credit to Mary Beth Edmonds um, about just working from that deficit mindset, that deficit model. Right. And and when kids aren't doing it the way we expect, there there must be something wrong. You know, so there must be something wrong with them. Not not in my teaching, not, you know, not in our curriculum, not in, you know, our vision and mission. <laughs> Right. And so that's where it becomes a challenge because someone like you is not going to let your students fall. You'll let them fall on their face, but you'll be there to say, okay, let's talk about why you fell on your face and how can we prevent that from happening next time? Yeah. Let me pick you up and give you a shoulder. Exactly. Here's a, yeah, I'm going to give you a hand up, not a hand out. Right. So, um, and I think that is the divide that we have is we have, you know, this expectation that you should come to the schoolhouse through the schoolhouse doors or the virtual doors. And, you know, you're just filled with respect. You, you should sit there with your arms folded, you know, and Paul talks about it all the time. And, you know, what's the antecedent behind that? If a kid is not, you know, it's the, the idea of just a punishment, you know, or automatic INRS or automatic, you know, another, you know, program, is not necessarily, you know, the case. And, and this morning, we that the book that I you shared the clip um, with the Merchant of Hope, she was talking just about that. And that that PD, right? We're talking PD was in two thousand and six. The clip that I shared this morning with our group. If I played that clip at a PD today, 
And if she didn't share a few things, you would never know it was for 2006. It would be completely relevant in 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, I'm looking at the chat here, and Enrique just dropped something awesome in the chat talking about teacher accountability systems. Uh, Chris, thanks for putting it up. And I think this is huge, you know, especially as someone who evaluates teachers, you know, as, as evaluators, we can't look at teacher evaluations as check boxes. You know, we can't look at it as something that needs to be done. And we knocked these evals out. We scored them and we went, got through the post-conference, got it signed, got it back. We've got to look at it as moments for both sides to grow. And what I mean by that is obviously the evaluator can certainly give some feedback as far as different things that can be done, different things that can be tried. But at the same time, the, the person who was evaluated can give valuable feedback that maybe the evaluator didn't see, you know, and, and maybe also give relevant information that can be shared in another conference with the teacher. So I think that's hugely important is that there's, there's multifaceted learning opportunities for everybody that's involved in the, the teacher evaluation. Great also point, in the Paul. chat, and is Kyle's um, comment, mm-hmm. right? If attendees give feedback to presenters on the spot, they rate the presentation. If they give feedback three to six months later, they rate content quality and it's uh, and its journey of practical, meaningful implementation. And I think that that's true, right? Like what's stuck? Like ask me, ask me three to six months later if I'm, if I'm doing anything, right? Like I wasn't ready for Moat when I learned about it. I didn't need to use Kaizena when I was learning about it, but I need it now. And like, what's going to be sticky with that? And I know like Moat is such a simple, silly thing to be talking about. There are more transformative things in education. It's just the most recent thing that I attended. Yeah. And Bethany has a great comment too, um, about the level yeah. of, you know, vulnerability. It's a word I can't say. So we're going to live from our podcast. Yeah. I'm not even going to try it. I'm just, <laughs> it's on the screen. Everybody else can read it. Um, you know, and I come back to one of, one of the things, especially in my work right now is feedback. How do you give it? How do you receive it? We're not very good. You know, we're, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're not very good. We don't, you know, unless it's, you know, glowing, but just that's easy to handle. We don't like feedback. We don't like, and nobody does, right? Nobody likes to be told that they're not doing something up to expectation. So, you know, creating feedback systems for kids, like what is the feedback going to look like? You know, what is the frequency of the feedback? Like having actual system, making it systematized, you know, and the same thing for, you know, admin to teachers, you know, two observations, three observations to give, meaningful feedback, you know, is not enough. You have to be, you know, visible. You have to be, you know, and listen, there are places where you can't do walkthroughs, right? Mm -hmm. You can't bring a pad and a pen in. If you do, it's a formal evaluation, right? So, you know, when we say that we'll bring real things to, to episodes, you know, and this goes back to that data on practice, you know, if I, if I'm just collecting the data on, let's say, um, you know, questioning, you know, and we and we write down a hundred questions as as observers, and seventy eight percent of them are DOK one. Well, we got a practice problem. Mm-hmm. We don't have a people problem. We just have a practice problem. Let's work on it. You know, let's talk about. It. Let's make that a focus of our PD at our PLCs at our faculty meetings, and then let's go back and do it again. And this, and guess what? You know what? Next time we did it, it's down to fifty or fifty percent are at DOK one. And we see, and that increases engagement, right? So now you look at it in versus, you know, how does that increase engagement and, and engaging in those conversations? So, um, you know, that in that way, data can be very fun. You know, some people don't like it, but, you know, I'm like, you know, you guys call Chris nerdy or geeky. I'm the same way. No, they call me geeky. <laughs> uh, then I'm, I'm with you, Stacey. I'm joining that, that geek club. 
Yeah. And because this is a podcast about learning from other podcasts, Adam Grant um, in Work-Life Balance has mm-hmm. a really great a whole episode about getting feedback and being open-minded to it. I think it's like the first one in his first season. So, yeah. yeah. Well, when, when I think of feedback and Corey, you started to hit on this with, with the relationship between school administration and teachers, you know, okay. So I'll, I'll speak for myself, high school teacher. What frustrates me about feedback is, and, and a lot of teachers maybe feel this way. Let me know in the chat. You do, you don't is, Administrators come in, you know, two to three times a year for 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And that very small sample size is supposed to paint a picture of who I am as an educator. And, you know, I'm thinking, all right, I know, I know I have been questioned on, well, you know, Mr. Nessie, you know, maybe your kids could have done this. I'm like, well, if you came in the 20 minutes before you came in, I did that, you know, and then, you know, I've been told, well, I didn't see it while I was there. So a tree fell in the woods and nobody was there to hear it. You know, that, that kind of thing. So as a teacher, that's what's frustrating. I welcome feedback. I've had great conversations with administrators over the years. Uh, but what gets in the way for me is the other agenda of, well, yes, I'm listening to you and you're talking about stuff, but I need to talk about this or this is the district initiative. And, you know, this is the agenda that we're pushing and conversations get stifled and stopped in their tracks because, well, we've got to move on to the, to the December professional development. We're, we're done with November's PD, right? I'm just, just being real. Well, listen, I mean, is, isn't that kind of what we do in curriculum, right? I got to follow the pacing guide. So I'm going to leave 30% of my students, you know, at station a, because I have to get through another portion of the curriculum. And we do that. We do the same thing in our professional development. And I think the the other thing is the idea that um, you know the the idea of two observations or three observations to to detail a person's um, year, right? So it's less than one percent. I did the math. It's less than one percent of the total time. It's something like 0.19% of the total time a teacher is in, um, in school in front of kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is based on number of class teaching periods, not being in school with prep and duties and all that kind of stuff, you know? So, you know, you think about other professions and I always like to do this, you know, if you're a, if you're a, an apprentice plumber, right. You don't get your plumbing license and then go on a job and then like do all these jobs. And then like a month and a half down the road, the foreman comes and says, I'm just going to observe. I'm going to observe you take out this sink or do this toilet job. Right. You are working with someone it's job embedded and they're telling you on the fly how that's going. Right. But in this profession, we don't do that. Right. And, and here's the other thing. Most of the mentoring that goes on, we're not, that's a whole nother podcast. Right. So, you know, how do we get that that job embedded feedback that becomes feed forward, right? That the people can take it and say, all right, you know what? That's okay. We did it this way. Now we're going to try it this way and have no repercussions. Cause I see the chat, you know, people are feel fearful, right? Anytime look at all the conversation around SGO right now, Ugh. you know, <laughs> Ugh. you know, Ugh. and, and you know why? Because, but here's the thing. If if I asked you and all the people in the chat here, is it good to set goals? 
We'd all say we'd say yes. Mm -hmm. It's not good to set goals if it's attached to your employment. And minus COVID, forget COVID for a second. Well, even if they're not meaningful, like I think the other thing is like we set these goals and we set them in September. And in most realistic situations, you probably don't look at them again until you have to do the SGO to score the SGO to put it into whatever your your SIS is right at the end of the year. Because how many people are looking at it? And when you create the benchmark, score the assessment and create all the parameters it's it's hard not to fail and it's hard not to kind of fiddle with the information to benefit you in a way that's meaning like that makes you look good right like the number of times when i filled that out and i've only been filling them out quite honestly for 2 years this is only my second year where my sgo has been attached to children um because as a coach it it looked a little different but like the sage advice that i've gotten from people is it doesn't matter you give the assessment you score the assessment and, and you create what your what your percentiles are. And when people are saying that to you, you kind of feel like it's not that important. And so I, while I do, that's why I said, ugh, because I, for me, it's more of a chore. It's not something where I feel like I'm learning and growing. And I know you guys were talking about observations. I also have not participated in a formal observation for the last two years. This will be my third year doing alternative evaluation where I don't get observed. I have long, meaningful conversations with my administration, and we talk about what I'm doing in the classroom around a problem of practice that will benefit my kids. That, to me, is much more meaningful Mm -hmm. than you popping in. Don't get me wrong. Come in, see my morning meeting. Come see me teach reading. Come see me teach writing. Come see me teach math. I don't care. I, I like that as well. But I don't know that I feel that I've learned anything when you have scripted my entire lesson. And then I've had observations in the past where my um, my my critiques and and the things that I needed to work on and the things that I did well matched the person who was also in my same job position. And there are so few of us like it's like okay, well, if I'm doing exactly what person B is doing, then and and we're not doing the same thing. I don't know what you're looking for, and I I don't feel that your feedback is meaningful. So I love and appreciate the fact that I get to be part of this all eval. And then my PD is my own, right? Which I also live for. Like I like finding my own professional development so that I can focus on the things that I know I need to do to improve my teaching and to improve my practice, not only with my kids, but also with my colleagues. So that's been really meaningful for me. But that's where the ugh for SGO comes from. And with social media, think about it. I mean, there's so much opportunity to find meaningful, relevant professional development, not one size fits all. Hey, we checked the box. This was our district initiative type of PD, you know, which we know you can only take so much from. So the the opportunity is certainly there. And and Kyle's got a great comment that, uh, you know, just supports everything that you just said, Stacey. Yeah, Yeah. I think uh, looking at Kyle's comment about digital portfolios, I think that's absolutely something that could be used. Even action research, something that, that is presented you know, at the end of the year is a culminating project for teachers. I know it's another thing for teachers to do, but I think a lot of teachers would much rather create something like a digital portfolio or some kind of action research where they can present to the staff, present to their admin team at the end of the year, instead of getting, you know, meaningless observations where, you know, you go through social media. I saw somebody post the other day, I'm getting observed by somebody who's not even, has not even taught what I've, what I teach. How am I supposed to take their feedback? You know, first of all, I found that disrespectful. But secondly, I understand where you're coming from, because if you teach a specialty, 
you know, you're not going to be understood the same way that you'd want to be. So those portfolios and then the research, I think really would be something, uh, something powerful. So, Corey, so that is part of what we, can, what Corey, we keep that, track of for our all eval is a portfolio type yeah. thing. So it's right. really helpful. And I think AJ, I think the the goal for administration is not to make it another thing. It's to make it the thing. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So if this is, if this is what we know is the most effective instruction for this group, right? So I don't use the term best practice and I got to thank Mark Natanagara for that because best practice for Stacy may be not the best practice for AJ, right? So the most effective practices. So if it's the thing and we're utilizing data in our classrooms, right? We don't, we don't need a big test to, to figure some things out. I mean, there is some value in that data, but you know, if we're using data in the classroom to make adjustments, you know, and create interventions at the tier one level, right, where we're keeping kids in our classrooms and not going to tier two and tier three, you know, we can make it the thing. It's just a matter of bringing people to the table to design it, right? Not not being designed just from, um, you know, from state level to, to local education, the LEA, the district. You know, or or one administrator in a building saying, "No, this is exactly how it has to be." It, there needs to be that that you know, intentional collaborative design. Wow, I mean, <laughs> and I'm thinking that through. I'm like, what if everything was intentional instead of like a check mark, right? Like, do you have your SGO? Do you have your your PDP? Do you have you know what I mean? Like, and I was even thinking. I mean, going back to uh, to Kyle's point uh, in in my district and in my school, uh, they've adapted adapted the Danielson model that, that we use where you know, for example, I'm going to be observed on December 17th, my first observation of the year. And what we're doing is we have to put together a uh, collect artifacts like a portfolio over a certain period of time. So I got the email from my vice principal and said, you know, you've got from this date to this date to assemble and artifacts that represent, you know, domain one, domain three, and I think domain four, we're focusing on and just provide links and whatever you're doing that supports and is evidence because if they, again, they know that if they come in for that 20 minute observation into my Google meet, you know, how can they effectively evaluate what I'm doing? You know? And, and my approach has always been, you know, I don't care when you come in, my door is always open because I'm a teacher and I have to be in the classroom. Uh, So the door is always open. I don't care when you come in. I have never done the dog and pony show. I, I, whatever lesson happens to be on the day you say you're coming or the day you show up, that's what I'm doing. Evaluate me, come in anytime you want. And, you know, we've talked about pineapple charts and, you know, watch me teach, and, and, watch me teach and, and all those things. And teachers need to do that. Too many teachers are afraid to let other people come onto their Island and into their rooms. Or the first thing they do is get their union involved. So then it just puts the kibosh, right? Because then it's the, yeah, but what's the union going to say? Right. Whereas like, what if it was yes. And imagine what I can learn by going to see Paul and AJ and Corey and Chris and the valuable things that I'll see from them or how they interact with their kids or just all that. Sorry, Chris, I jumped in there. No, I mean, Valid points. Some people, you know, the first thing they do is they, they wave that little flag. And mm-hmm. those are the people I worry about. Just going to say, like, if you need to wave the flag, there's a reason. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, this year, 
you know, my, a couple of administrators came into Google meets. I'm going to just speak virtually for a second. A couple of administrators came in early in the year. I haven't seen anybody in my Google meet since then. And it's like, and, and you know, AJ, Corey, Paul, you guys are administrators. What are you guys doing all day while we're doing virtual teaching? Please enlighten me from your point of view. Why administrators aren't going into more Google meets or zoom meetings just to pop in, float through virtual drive-bys, we might say. I'm too busy playing on my phone and checking Twitter. So I can't, I can't, I can't do that. You know, it's, it's so many things and, and you know, because of the COVID era, there's new things that we're doing on a daily basis that we maybe weren't doing before. I mean, covering classes like you might not before because of substitute coverage, um, you know, working with kids that are having meltdowns and things of that nature, mask, mask training, stuff like that. You know, kids that are struggling with their masks and stuff like that. Uh, but by no means, you know, is any of that an excuse or an explanation? It's just, you know, that those are the realities. But I think we can always be a classroom more. Yeah, I'm not questioning what you're doing. I have to say, I miss the presence of people coming in, right? Like, and I think part of it is as a hybrid teacher, like, I appreciate when my admin comes in, but I feel like even as we got later into the school year, the fear of being in the classroom and just being like the super spreader by going through my classroom and then going into the next hybrid classroom, right? Like, and I get it, but it's just like, I don't know, come visit, you know? I I love having visitors. It's, It's... it's like, I don't know, the, the kids feel like we're extra special because, oh, look, the principal came, you know, or there's our assistant principal. There's the other assistant principal. Oh, there's our school counselor. Like, they're all just being goofy, saying hi. Like, even if it's a walk in, a walk out, like a smile and a wave from the doorway. And my favorite way. thing to do is once somebody walks in the room, I immediately deflect the spotlight right onto that person. So do principal, I. I stop assistant and I'm principal. like, boys and girls. Hey, everybody. Paul and Mr. O'Neill. Look who's here. Who's at the door, kids? (laughs) Who's in the neighborhood today? (laughs) But don't you like being like the special person? The special person? Absolutely. I'm also the fool who will like email the director of curriculum or an assistant superintendent or the superintendent and say, here's what I'm doing in my classroom. And my in-class support my in-class support teachers hate me when they're like, Did you invite anybody to see what you're gonna be doing? And I'm like, (laughs) You you bet I did, I because I want them to see what the kids are doing. It's not about me. I'm just trying to create this opportunity. And why shouldn't I let people see what's going on? It's not about me. Let let them see what the kids are doing. Yeah. Chrissy said that's why weekly visits are essential to see the whole picture. Um, I remember one district I worked in, um, the principal like clockwork would come visit each classroom and he did the same rotation every day and pretty much left his office at exactly the same time. And he was like, it'd be nice to see you doing something besides morning meeting. I was literally the first classroom he came to every morning. Yeah. I don't know. In any world, they would still be morning meeting. And I, I just thought to myself, it'd be nice if you start, like we had, we called them bases. I was like, it'd be nice if we started on third base instead of first. And maybe by the time you got to my room, I'd be teaching math or whatever comes first period, you know? I used to be a baseball manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know where you're going to get a Stacey line in there. Oh, Chris. No, it's, um, I agree with Chrissy that it, it has to it has to be on your schedule. And I know um, right now my my current role is I, I work with uh, the DOE, so I work with those schools that are uh, identified for comprehensive or targeted status. Uh, and one of the things that I do with the the principals that I'm coaching um, is first don't I say don't make any of the mistakes I made. No, I'm, um, but I say be you know going back to that word intentional. 
be intentional about it. So even pre-COVID, you know, I said, you have to put that in your Outlook or your Google Calendar. But, you know, I used to think like in the beginning of my, you know, leadership career as a, as a building leader, you know, I'd be like, oh, there's my yellow pad. I'm going to go, I'm going to walk into a classroom. Let's go. I'm going to take some time. And I thought that was great. And I jot down a few notes and, you know, I had this, this cute little card that said, um, I really liked, have you considered, right? And that was the feedback I really liked. And it was always something I liked, even if it was the flowers on the windowsill, you found something that you liked and then have you considered but I had no rhyme or reason with what I was doing. And until I put it on a calendar and said, this is, this is where we're going and this is what we're looking for. And then be overt about that with, and that's where I've made some mistakes where I wasn't always overt about what I was looking for. And not that I wanted a dog and pony show, but Hey, listen, we're, we're doing questioning. We're going to be looking at questioning or we're looking at engagement or we're looking, you know, at, um, you know, some of the classroom environment and what does that look like? So, you know, you, you have to be intentional in, in what you do. Well, speaking of intentional, this has been a fantastic conversation and I almost feel bad because it's like, you know, we could probably go on for another 40, 50 minutes, couple hours. I feel like it's a Saturday this. and it's Ed camp. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, we'll, we'll just have to have you guys back on. And I mean, again, this is the whole premise of this podcast is talking about how we can make meaning of professional development. And, you know, we create some fun episodes, but it's been a while since we've created an episode like this and had this type of conversation. And uh, Corey and Paul, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on here on a Sunday night to be a part of this and, you know, really take us in a great direction. I appreciate each one of you and the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, same. Thanks for leading the way and, uh, you know, keep doing keep doing what you guys are doing. No, they, really looking no intention to- of stopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. No, but seriously, in, in all seriousness, guys, thank you for coming on. And I think for those listening who don't know you, you know, when they get a when they get a chance to listen to the Status Grow podcast, I think they're going to kind of see who you are. And, and this is the kind of conversation they can look forward to going forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much, gentlemen. All right, thank, thank you. Guys. So before we let you guys go, how can people connect with you who are maybe hearing your voices for the first time. Corey, that's a great spot for you. That's the tagline at the end. Oh, the, the uh, our tagline where I say you take it home, that one, or <laughs> oh, no, the, uh, you can follow us on these hashtags. And yeah, you can follow us um, on PLN three, six, five or coffee EDU JS. Uh, my Twitter handle is in, in the name there on the screen. Uh, Paul O'Neill is Paul O'Neill, 1972. What a great year to be born. I got to agree with that. Um, and uh, yeah, reach out, reach out to us uh, with anything. You want to send us a message, ask questions. If you have ideas for some show topics, we'll take it. We ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> there you That's go. Awesome. And, and I'm going to help Corey out because we do release this. This is not just a YouTube show. So for the audio listener on the podcast side, connect with Corey on Twitter at C Radish, R-A-D-I-C-S-H underscore W-C. And of course, links to everything will be in the show notes about the status grow and how to connect with them, the hashtags. And uh, that, that's we're pretty much going to end the episode because we gave you all a lot to think about. Thank you so much to everybody who came out live in the chat. Too many names to mention because we it's been a while since we had an audience this big. But yeah, you know join you us next here. time and give us your voice. <laughs> Yes, the, the the lines are always open. 
uh, coming up on, I, I think this is our last episode mm-hmm. of the calendar year. And you it guys is. can look forward to hearing the 12 days of podcast PD coming to you. Stacy, when does the 12 days of Christmas begin? December 26th, I think. Starting on <laughs> December 26th, we will come at you every day with a little nugget of podcast PD. And we look forward to sharing that with you. So if you're not subscribed, if you're here for the first time, go to podcastpd.com slash go on your podcast listening device, and that will help you to subscribe. If you've got feedback, comments, questions, go to podcastpd.com slash feedback. And there are all the ways that you can get feedback to all of us. December 25th, Chris. Thank you, Stacey. We now check the calendar. So we'll come (laughs) at you on Christmas Day. With Podcast PD. I'll be live under my tree. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of Google. The magic of Google. Speaking of magic, Stacey. It's time for the magic. All right. Um, All right. Let's see. It's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Say goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag Podcast PD. To connect with Stacey, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacey Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Take care.